Welcome to another edition of the RCDS podcast. And my name is Joshua Carter, and this is episode number 26 of the RCDS podcast. And thank you to first time listeners, returning listeners, new listeners, everything. Thank you for taking the time out of your Monday to listen to this podcast. And again, RCDS routine, consistency, discipline, sacrifice. And missed last Monday due to some traveling um, circumstances. Uh, put a lot of family time in with my daughter for the Halloween, and I did not get a chance to do the podcast on Monday. But we were back on on Fearless Friday, so if you were able to listen to Fearless Friday, I do appreciate it. And just going to jump right into this podcast today. And before we get started, just want to... Um, send a big, big uh, emotional condolences to the 26 families and beyond the community that was affected by these uh, this mass shooting at a Texas church. I uh, don't want to say the wrong city, but I think it was Sutherland, Texas. Um, if you haven't heard, so I'm sure you have, uh, another mass shooting um, uh, gunman went into the church, a, a church, um, at 11.30 a.m. yesterday morning and uh, shot and killed uh, 26 people, all ranging from ages 5 to 72. Uh, one of the victims was actually the pastor's 14-year-old daughter. Um, but again, do want to send condolences, um, thoughts, prayers uh, to the families of everyone affected by this. Uh, to the entire community, uh, and just, you know, really to the entire state of Texas. It's been a rough few months for them, um, that entire state. And, you know, I just want to, you know, for if I do have anyone that's in the state of Texas that listens to this podcast, um, you know, I just want to hopefully provide a glimmer of hope in what seems to just be a tough time for that state. Um, you know, by this podcast and YouTube and how I move and act on social media. You know, I just want to do try to do my part amongst these hard times. You know, I could never imagine, you know, going and living my life perfectly fine one day and then one day I'm flooded out or living my life perfectly fine one day and then the next day I send my family to church and one of my family members doesn't come back from church, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow because we can sit here all every day and, you know, say we want to send our prayers and condolences to these people who are being affected by this every day. And then we go back to our normal life. You know, we go back to interacting with our children and, you know, being peaceful in our life, which that, you know, they were supposed to, you know, uh, it's, it, it's, a uh, it's it's how life goes sometimes. You know, if we lose a loved one, whether it be natural causes or, you know, uh, surprise, and I can speak to this from personal experience, it's not always easy when someone says, you know, you have to fight on, you have to move on. That's not the easiest thing to, 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 to do, you know, because every day you're the person living with this. Could you imagine if you sent your five-year-old to church and they didn't come back? You know, that's your five-year-old is now gone and someone's telling you, I'm going to pray for you, but we just have to move on, you know, 
And it's not being, you know, it's not being, uh, not showing sympathy, but it's, it's, I feel like it's not a real connection. You know, yeah, you're not going to, you may not break down with the person because you want to be strong for these people, but I feel like we just have to do more in these type of situations. You know, we have to come together. And I made a post on Facebook and basically what I just said is, you know, call someone that you haven't talked to in a while, you know, make a commitment to take someone to lunch that you may have not seen in a while, you know, go visit your grandparents, go visit your parents. If you still have that opportunity, you know, don't, don't hold that grudge that you've been holding for something stupid, you know, because if you get a phone call that that person has passed or, you know, that person has been incarcerated and they'll never see, you know, daylight again, or that person was involved in a mass shooting or that person was in a storm that took their, took their whole house away. Or that person's house caught fire. You know, all these things that happen every day. I mean, we all have cut the news on. We all have access to what goes on in the world. And every day you hear about someone being shot, you know, a house burning down, a car accident, a drunk driver took someone's innocent life. You know, you hear about these things and we hear about the person who's been lost. We don't really hear about the families who it's really been affecting. You know, I don't know what I would do if people close to me were lost their lives that way. You know, I had when my father passed away, it was in a car accident. I mean, I had just talked to him the day before. And when I saw him that night before, I literally just walked out of the house, my parents' house, and I said, all right, Dad, I'll see you later. You know? It wasn't really like a genuine goodbye. It was just like, all right, like you know, whatever. Like, and I didn't think that that would be the last words I said to him. You know, I didn't think that that would be the last time. The last time I saw my dad, he was just like taking a nap, laying across the like laying across his mattress. I didn't think that would be the last image I would have of him. You know what I mean? And same thing with these people in Texas when they sent their loved one to church. They didn't, you know. I mean, you know how many people. You drop off somewhere and you tell them, all right, I'll see you. I'll catch you when you come back. 26 people have no longer will be able to do that. And there are 26 families now have to plan a funeral and deal with whatever is being left behind. So take the time. You know, I know I'm guilty of this. You know, I complain about things I don't have. I, you know, hold grudges with people. Now, I, I do believe that God will show you a way to get people out of your life. You know, sometimes some pe- every person in your life isn't good for you. You know, there are people who just release negative energy. Those people, I feel like you need to part ways with because that's weighing you down. But I don't feel like there needs to be a grudge held with that person. So obviously somebody will say, well, how do you do that? How do you, you know, how do you basically walk away from a negative person? You, you tell the person, as hard as it may be, you know what? I don't think this relationship is working out. You know, I would love to keep in touch with you, whether, you know, we can touch base if we have kids, maybe get the kids together one day. But all this, you know, going out doing with, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not helpful to either one of us. And you move on, you know, versus, you know, you're mad at someone who is a good person to you. You just don't want to pick up the phone because your pride won't allow you to, you know, things like that. And again, I know that from personal experience. There were so many times where my mom would say, call your dad, check on your dad, talk to your dad. And I just would not want to because 
you know, my dad was like a lecturer. So I felt like everything that I, every time I called, it's coming with a lecture. And I didn't even want anything. I was just calling to check on him. But I felt like every single time it would come with a lecture. And, you know, when you're like 25, 26, you, you ain't trying to hear that. <laughs> like, so I really do think that America, the world, would be a better place if we took a minute to just show more love. Like, don't be so wound up in letting your pride keep you from telling another person you love them. You know what I mean? Like, because you rather tell them you love them while they're here than have to get up at their funeral and perform and, you know, talk about what they meant to you and things like that. So, I, uh, all these situations, you know, really open my eyes to how the society is and this new society of, you know, not expressing how you feel about people. And, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy how it's frowned upon and it look, it, it's made to look funny. If you like say hello to a complete stranger or you hold the door for someone and tell them, have a great day. Like people look at you crazy for that. Whereas, like, when our grandparents were growing up and our parents were growing up, that was like a, you, it was almost like a, you had to do that. But now with social media and everybody's locked into their phones and don't want to be bothered, and why? Like, like for what? Like, and I know, and I, I speak to this from, with such passion because I know what it's like. You know, I, I do it every day. Like, sometimes I'll walk past a complete stranger and won't even make eye contact with them. You know, that person could have clubbed me upside the head. I would have no idea because I'm down looking at my phone and not looking at anything productive. What I'm looking at is making me no type of money. I'm looking at memes or, you know, I'm looking to see if I got a like or a comment on a post. I'm not checking my bank account. <laughs> like, you know, I'm none of that. So really think about all that stuff. You know, think about it. when's the last time you talked to your mom? When's the last time you took your dad or your mom or your grandparent to lunch? And you paid. When's the last time you picked up the phone and called one of your close friends just to just to say, "Hey, I'm checking in, seeing what's going on, like making sure everything's good." And that's it. That's the end of the conversation. When's the last time you came home and your spouse and you showed love to your spouse? It wasn't just about the negative. Oh, work sucked today. Uh, oh God, the kids. Or oh God, we don't have any money. Like, when did you just appreciate each other? Like, you know, I love you for being who you are. Thank you for being in my life. I don't say that often. I don't say it enough, but thank you. You know, I love you. Like, let's let's cook dinner together. Let's put the kids to bed together. Even if that's once a week, you showing love that could and that'll outwardly go in every 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 aspect of your life. Something I'm trying to do. Something I'm trying to be more conscious about. But I know life happens every day. You know, we're going through something in my family right now that if I could, I don't know. If if I wasn't here, how my mom would be able to handle it? You know, I don't know if she could take that. Like, you know, what we're going on, what we have going on right now, and it's only going to be going on for a few more days. But I don't think she would be having. She has. She doesn't have that tough shell to do it. And I mean, I barely have the tough shell to do it, to be honest. But you have to. You have to navigate your way through. You know, and just take it for what it is. But. That's that. Uh, you know, I really wanted to talk about on the podcast today about being centered, you know, about being in line and in tune 
with what life really is. You know, we get so wrapped up in cars and clothes and sex and money and the fun stuff and the material things that we lose sight of what's really real. Like, life is supposed to be filled with abundance and you're supposed to experience life and you're supposed to take vacations and you're supposed to have nice things, you know. But are you supposed to value and be centered around those nice things? You know, I talk to people all the time and they say, oh man, I got this goal to get a million dollars. When I get a million, I'm going to go buy a big house and a nice car. Now, if the goal is to get a million, I know me and myself, if I was to get a million today or work hard and get a million in 10 years, I would stop at a million dollars because I would, I hit a goal, you know, it's just natural that when you hit a goal, you kind of take, you can take a breath, you know, you can, you can, you can say, okay, I got that off the list. Even if it's something small, like if you tell yourself you want to work out today and you actually do get your workout in, you may not work out for the rest of the week because you, your goal is to work out on Monday. You may not have said, I'm going to work out every day this week for or six days this week, but you set that goal and then you say, okay, I'm going to take a breath. I, I did it. I'm okay. Whew, I can take a breath now. Now I, I'm guilty of that myself. Like I'll do something where I'll do a blog post or, you know, do the podcast or do a YouTube video. And I'll be like, man, that's a productive day. But the goal is to inspire and touch as many people as possible every single day. So because I hit those three aspects of outreach, what else could I do? So I'm constantly thinking, like, okay, and I'm centered around touching lives, whether it be through posts or blogs or this type of stuff. Whether, no matter what it is, that's one of my goals. I have a goal of financial freedom, but I don't put a dollar on that. I don't put like a, okay, $100,000 is a is a going to be financial freedom for me. I don't know what it's like to hold $100,000. So I may say financial freedom is a hundred grand, but then I get a hundred thousand and I got 98,000 in debt. What's then what? So I just say financial freedom. That could be $500 a week. That could be a thousand dollars a week. I don't know what that number looks like, but I know what those actions look like. You know, those actions to acquire and be centered around financial freedom is constantly trying to evolve, constantly making my mind work in a way that when I was relying on a paycheck or had security of a paycheck, my mind couldn't work that way. Can't work that way now, you know, because working at a nine to five, that's not financial freedom. Like that's financial security because I could pay all my bills on one check and know in two weeks I got another check coming and two more weeks I got another check coming. In this in this field where my career is and where my work comes from, you, you kill what you eat. So it's like, or you eat what you kill. So it's like, I can't say I'm going to, take today off because I know tomorrow I'll get paid or I'm going to relax for a few hours on Wednesday because on Saturday I got a big check coming in. No, I got to create actions and continually evolve my actions 
to create, get to that financial freedom. I have to continually be centered and purposeful and intentional about reaching out and touching as many people as possible. I don't have a big social media following. Uh, across the board, I probably have like a thousand followers total. But I've only been doing this full time for like six months. And I've only been back on social media for three of those six months. So I'm really starting as grassroots. Like that's a real thing. But I'm very centered around the fact of this is what it takes, you know, doing a podcast. And I have like nobody has commented or like wrote a review or, you know, I think there's only one person who subscribed to it, but even still, I got to keep doing what I'm doing. I can't rely at this point. I can't rely on those numbers to affect how I'm going to put, how I'm going to keep executing and what I do every day. You know, I could easily sit here and say, um, Oh, you know, I got one subscriber on YouTube, one subscriber on Facebook. I got one, this one, that, this, that, and the third. But, and then say all that and then be like, oh, I ain't going to do it until I get 500 followers. Well, if I'm not working at it, <laughs> if I'm not continuing to do the podcast or continuing to do YouTube with only one viewer or one subscriber, how am I going to get 500? How am I going to get financial freedom if I'm not constantly, constantly trying to evolve? You know, again, that's why I don't put a number on it. I don't put numbers on anything. The only thing I put numbers on is a scale. So I know like, okay, right now I'm 340, 100, 340 pounds by X, by XYZ date. I want to be at 240, then 200, then, okay. Once I hit 200, then I'll shift and do something else with the body. I'll try to sculpt it. I'll try to add muscle definition, whatever that does for me. So when I'm, looking at things and getting frustrated and, you know, working on this project that I'm working on now, I really get mad because I'm like, man, like, <laughs> how am I looking at everybody else do this and this and this? And they started right around the same time I did, but I, I have to go back and remember, I quit and they kept going. They were centered around their purpose. They were intentional. I was part-time. You know, I was worried about eating chicken wings or watching football on Sunday or making sure I downloaded the newest songs on iTunes. I wasn't centered around my purpose. I wasn't centered around bettering myself to acquire the things I want out of my life. I was, I, I was the greatest wish man ever. You know what I mean? Like when you ask me, what do you mean wish man? I wish I could have some money in the bank. I wish I could start a business. I wish I could have nice clothes. I wish I could be in a relationship. Shit, I wish I could have friends. <laughs> like, you know, it. I was the greatest wish man ever. But now, at 34 years old, things started to fall into place that was like, okay, you got to go from the wish man to the executor to the creator, to the developer, to the, to the desirer, to the acquirer. Like, all these different levels you got to progress through. And I'm talking about me personally. There's people who I know that I look at every day. Like, 
real life people, real life friends of mine that go so hard that like literally in six months, their whole life changed around like six months. Like, and it's different for everybody. Some people go so hard and they got to go so hard for 10 years. And at the end of the day, it's because of how their goals look. You know, uh, you look at certain rappers, some rappers, they put out a hit and it's over. Like they, they get the money, they get the check, they get the girls, they get the bling, they get the house off of one song and it's over for them. <laughs> but then you got those Lil Wayne's and those Kendrick Lamar's and those J. Cole's who come around so often that Lil Wayne came out and said, I'm the best rapper alive. While Jay-Z was still rapping, like while Nas was still putting out top albums and he had a platinum album with the Carter 1, didn't stop. Platinum album with the Carter 2, didn't stop. Platinum album with the Carter 3, didn't stop. And was still putting out mixtapes. Was still jumping on other people's songs as if he just broke into the business. But then you got those rappers who just fall off. Like, because they ain't go as hard. Goals look different for every single body. You know, you ha- you, you're talking to somebody who lost 110 pounds and literally stopped because people started wanting to take pictures with me. Like, I never had affection from women like that. Like, I never had girls come up on me like, oh, my God. I dropped that weight. I'm stepping in the situation like where I'm the man. Like, I'd be at work and a chick would walk up to me and talk to me and want to take a picture with me. And I just had seen this girl like last year, like when I was still big and hefty. So for me, my goal was I just want to be able to wear a V-neck, walk around Miami with, with a black V-neck, some camo shorts and some Jordans and get everybody to look at me, all the girls. And it was, it happened, but it wasn't real because, like, I was so anxious that I didn't know how to handle it. So now my goals look so different that, yeah, I want to do this for me, get this weight off for me and get toned for me. But at the same time, I want other people to see it so somebody else could be like, yeah, if he could do it at 34, I know I could do it at 24 or 54 or 44. Like, whatever the case may be, goals look different for everybody. And it's all about how you execute them. All about, all about that. So I'm going to cut the podcast there. Uh, Thank you for listening. As always, everything is on rcdslifestyle.com, rcds on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. Um, And we'll be back on Friday with Fearless Friday. I hope everyone has a great week, and we will see you then.